Welcome to Real Talk with Re for mums that want to go from surviving to thriving in motherhood in a neuro-spicy world. We'll be talking about how we can get more organized and minimize stress so that we can avoid burnout, have more quality time with our babies and breathing space in our lives. As a mum of children with autism, we'll be talking about the joys plus the challenges of parenting children on the spectrum. From first noticing the signs of autism through the diagnosis process to strategies to help you and your children stay happy, we're covering it all. As a 40-year-old woman recently diagnosed with ADHD, we'll also be talking about how all too often women and girls are going undiagnosed, why this is a problem, the misconceptions surrounding ADHD, the signs to look out for, and the simple things that we can put in place to make our lives easier. So whether you're a mum or a dad feeling disorganized and over overwhelmed in the fog of parenthood, wondering if you or someone you love may be somewhere on the spectrum or living in a neuro-spicy household, the Real Talk with Re podcast is the place for you. Hi guys, Re here. Welcome back to Real Talk with Re. In today's podcast, I am sharing 11 lists to make this summer so that you can make the most of your child's summer holiday and save your sanity. So you need to make a list of all the activities that your children can do in the house. These can be things like craft activities, Lego, they could be any sort of toys they have. The list can include specific games, it could be yoga workouts on YouTube, whatever it might be. Brainstorm a massive long list of activities that you know your child will enjoy so that when they inevitably say, Mum, I'm so bored, then you can pull out the list and they can choose something they'd like to do. Make a list of all the places that you might like to go over the summer to take your children on days out. These could be places to go shopping or like bigger days out, theme parks, things like that. But I actually want you to split this one list into two separate lists. So I want you to make a list of all of the options for free things that you can do, things like going to the park, and then a separate list where you can make a list of actual paid for activities, things like swimming, or days out at a specific venue or a theme park or going to do like a specific sporting session or like climbing in a local center or trampolining or whatever it might be. Brainstorm all of these different ideas. Take a look on like local Facebook pages, things like that for ideas of what you might be able to fill onto these two lists. And then when you're thinking about planning out your days and weeks, you've got some ideas of different things that you might like to do to fill your time Try and include both outdoor and indoor activities as places that you can go. Include things like soft play centers and other indoor activities on your paid for list. And then look for free activities that may be available. Maybe some local museums, maybe free entry and things to put on your free days out list. Now somewhere you can add to your places to go for free list are visiting friends and family. So the next list I want you to actually make is a list of people that you can connect with over the summer holidays. This could include the children's friends, friends from school, family friends, perhaps you've got friends you haven't seen for a while and they've got children a similar age that could play with your children, family members you haven't seen in a while. Make a list of people that maybe you'd like to check in with, visit, arrange play dates so that when you're looking at your calendar then you can actually schedule these 
play dates in, perhaps you can have people over to your house, you can go over to their house to entertain your children and fill up your calendar for the summer with these fun days and rather than get to the end of the summer and be like, oh, I didn't end up catching up with anyone or many people at all. Make a list of the chores that you're going to expect your children to do over the summer. So maybe this would be making their beds, something as basic as putting their own laundry into the dirty washing basket rather than on the floor. Now, as with all of the lists, you can make this list with your children and involve them and say, you know, what do you think would be a good idea for you to do as a chore? Do you want your children to help you clear the, the table, start perhaps learning to put away their own washing? Because obviously, by including your children in like little basic chores around the house, picking up their own toys, that kind of thing, it's helping to give them some skills to prepare them for going back to school. Every year they're in school, then they are expected to be just that little bit more independent, that little bit more responsible. So by including them in doing some basic chores around the house and asking them which ones they think that they would be able to do, then you're actually giving them these life skills that will benefit them when they return to school. It's also not gonna be a horrible shock when you ask them to do things because it's already on the list that they helped you develop. Remember to keep the list totally age appropriate, but even very small children can help out with very basic things. And I find that actually, small children especially, the younger you get them involved, the more that they just enjoy doing things with you. They're quite happy to get involved. It's when you don't ask your children to help out with chores until they're a lot older, in my experience, that you're met with more resistance. Make a list of organization tasks that you would like to tackle through the summer. So you can keep this quite simple and basic the drawer in this room or the cupboard in that room, or you can choose to tackle larger projects like an entire bedroom. I'd personally try and include as many mini projects as possible, things that can be done in 10, 15 minutes or less, because that way when you find you've got a little bit of a lull, you can go to your list and think, right, what is a 10 minute project that I can win at now before we go out? During these few spare minutes I find myself having, even if you've just got six little projects on that list and you manage to tackle one a week, think how much better you'll feel by the end of the summer when all of those projects are done. Make a back to school stock take list. Now, what is a back to school stock take? I'll hear you ask. Well, this is something that I do every summer and there are previous videos on my channel that you can check out and I will be doing one this summer. So make sure you are subscribed. But basically we just go through all of the things the children already have and determine what they have that is going to still be good for the coming school year. So I don't end up doubling up on purchases. So quite often, perhaps, They've still got some cardigans that still fit or some school skirts or trousers, whatever it might be. Maybe you ended up buying bits and pieces halfway through the year because they grew and then you're just not going to need all brand new stuff in September. Now, if you want a little cheat sheet for this back to school stock take list, you can grab my printable, which is in my Ultimate Mum Bundle, which is a digital download of organisation goodies that you can grab when you join my email club, which is all free. 
I will put the details below and you can grab that sheet plus loads and loads more. And once you've made your back to school stock take list, you're going to need to make a back to school shopping list. And that's basically everything your children need for school minus all of the stuff that you've found they've already got from doing the stock take. Honestly, doing the stock take will save you so much money because it always amazes me how much stuff they've already got that's perfectly good for carrying through to the next year. So if you did your stock take, maybe you buy t-shirts, one for each day of the week. I can highly recommend doing that, by the way. If you've just got five t-shirts, five trousers, whatever it may be, maybe you can get away with fewer jumpers because they're not next to their skin if you've not got an especially messy child. But if you've got a younger child or an especially messy child, five jumpers as well. So you know you've got three jumpers, you know you need five jumpers, so you add your two jumpers to your back to school shopping list. Now obviously whether you buy five of everything depends on budget and how fussy your specific school is about the uniform that you buy. But quite often you can get most uniform at supermarket prices, which are really quite affordable. And it's all quite hard wearing. And if you've got more than one child, some of it can be passed down. Anyway, that's getting slightly off topic, but the list that I'm talking about making is the back to school shopping list. I'd highly recommend doing these back to school stock take lists and the back to school shopping lists as early as you can in the summer holidays. Tempting as it is to just leave it all and enjoy the summer because I get you, I want to do that too. By doing it earlier in the summer, you know exactly what you need. You're able to pick up deals and bargains as you see them. Tick things off your list, which is more off your cognitive load, so you can end up enjoying your summer more. And also, you're not going to end up in that situation where you're frantically having to really hunt and look really hard and perhaps pay over the odds because stock of, say, uniform items in certain sizes is hard to find. Make a self-care goals list. So maybe during this time of the summer when your children are home, self-care may fall slightly by the wayside. This is totally understandable. It's something that's so easy to let slip. However, as mums, if we are not taking care of ourselves, our own physical health, our own mental health, then how can we take care of our children? So for example, for me, I naturally do quite a lot of walking when the children are in school because I'm walking back and forth, taking them to school, taking them to extracurriculars and things. However, perhaps without making a conscious effort, I wouldn't necessarily get so many steps in when the children are not in school. Perhaps on my self-care goals list, I want to try and fit in a certain amount of steps a day. And even if it doesn't work out as a day, a certain amount of steps over the week. So perhaps we're having some more active days, some more chilled days, and like looking at my kind of activity levels over the week would be a more realistic way to look at it. Other self-care goals may include things like actually getting enough sleep, actually getting some alone time, which can be very difficult to come by when your children are home. Whatever your self-care goals look like, maybe nipping out to the shops on your own, whatever it might be, make this self-care goals list of things that you would like to do for yourself. Perhaps you would actually like to read a book before the summer is over. Let me know, in fact, what is on your self-care goals list for the summer? What would you like to achieve for yourself? So for this next list, I want you to take all the other lists that you have made, take a look at them, 
and compile one almighty summer bucket list. So these are the things out of all the ideas you've come up with, the things you'd like to do and places that you could go. These are the top picks from each list of things that you and your children would like to do. And then throughout the summer, you can tick off the ones that you have done together and see just how many out of your bucket list you can achieve before they go back to school. And then there's the list I want you to make throughout the summer. We call this your summer sunshine list, or it could be your summer winds list, or your summer gratitude list. And this could be a physical list, where you take pen to paper and just write a list, or it could be a collection of photographs that perhaps you save in your phone, or that you print out and you put in a scrapbook, whatever it is, however this looks for you, I want you to make a list of the things that have made you happy through the summer, the lovely moments, they could be lovely days out, they could be just really sweet moments between you and your children, whatever has happened during the summer that has made you smile, that you've been grateful for, put it down in your summer gratitude list or your sunshine list or your wins list, whatever you want to call it. And then you will have those lovely moments to look back on. So even if there have been some challenging times throughout the summer, you can look back on the more positive ones. So which of these lists have you made before and which of them are you going to try making for this summer? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Real Talk with Re. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you scroll down and rate and you subscribe to the podcast. That really helps. If you can share it over in your stories, over on Instagram, don't forget to tag me either at mummy for UK or at Real Talk with Re podcast so that I can share. That's so, so helpful when you do that. And I shall see you next week for another episode. Bye.